Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Shibbity-beeby-dow! 100! Welcome to episode 100. This is American Brews and Tunes, I'm Stephen Johnston. My name is Jesse Titus. What are we, like, three years into recording by now? 2017 was the first episode. So, yes. So, yes. Three and a half. Actually, no. Technically, December 2016. Was it then? Yeah. I actually looked today on Spotify. So, still about three and a half years. Yeah. Well, because we recorded that one in December, and then we took a long break because of Christmas, and then the next episode was in February of 2017. Oh, weird. I think we put that episode on like... We need to get a website and all kind of things together. <laughs> yeah. We put it out before actually having anything to, ready to go. Yeah. And now we don't even have a website anymore, do we? We do, but it's like some... We don't have a domain name because I didn't want to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we already have an Instagram. We don't yeah. need We don't need a, a website. website. It's not ne- necessary. But anyway, this is episode 100. It took us three and a half years, but we, we have finally poop. recorded 100 episodes. This is crazy. It really is. That's been... It's been a long time. 100... Over a hundred albums. I mean, now we're yeah. doing one episode an album, but before we were doing two episodes. Yeah. and or, I'm sorry, two albums an episode. And over 100 different beers tried? Yeah. Probably over 200. Yeah, no. I'd say over 200. Yeah. Right? Probably over right. 200 albums. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense mathematically, right? I think so. It depends when we stopped doing two. Because we did one-offs as well. Yeah. But I'd say we were over 60 or 70. Probably albums. like 182 albums. I'd say 182 albums exactly. <laughs> that makes perfect sense yeah. with the calculation. Uh, but anyway, this is a special episode, obviously, because it's episode 100. Um, but we're going to be going over five albums that have stuck with us, uh, that our respective co-host has recommended for us. Yes. So I'll be taking in my favorite five albums that Jesse recommended. And, and I'll be doing the same. Yeah. Now, I guess we didn't really talk parameters too much, but it, I didn't select any one-off. Neither did I, no. Otherwise, my top list would just be Blink-182 albums, <laughs> and that's not what we were going for at all. So, it, essentially, it's like... The, it had to be recommended. That yeah, it had to be to. like an album that you haven't heard before, or like a band you haven't heard much of before, yeah. and it stuck with you enough to re-listen to it, to check out their other stuff, to, yeah, essentially just yeah keep listening after yeah. the I episode. Mean, Hundred episodes, we had to recap on some important. We had ones. to recap, yeah, for sure. And we'll do the same thing again on episode two hundred. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Three and a half years, um, or maybe sooner, because now that we split the, uh, it'll definitely episodes. be sooner. Yeah, it'll be yeah. sooner. Um, but before we touch on those, we've got a very special beer for today. A really special beer. Um, this was re- released earlier this year, February twenty twenty, before coronavirus. Oh my yep. goodness, this was back when we were standing in big lines of people. Yep. This is that bearded irises. Fourth, Fourth anniversary. anniversary party. Yeah. Um, the beer is called Counting Sheep One. It's a barrel-aged imperial stout. And here's what it says. An interplanetary exchange aged, aged 12 months in wheated bourbon barrels, then conditioned with Costa Rican coffee, salted caramel, Tahitian and Madagascar bourbon vanilla, and milk sugar. Dang. Um, That's interesting. a tall list. When they say wheated bourbon, I... I'm inclined to believe that it might be Weller barrels that they've aged this okay. in. Okay. Um, if it's not Weller, then perhaps Maker's Mark. I don't know. 
those are the two weeded ones that uh, pop into my mind. Uh, this does clock in at a whopping 10% ABV. So it's 10% uh, it's, for our 100th episode. It's out of this world, just like the spaceship that's on the bottle. Heck yeah. I'm I'm fairly excited to try this beer. I am. Uh, mostly because Bearded Iris, um, if you've listened to our podcast for any amount of time, you know that we very much like Bearded Iris. It's my and, favorite Nashville brewery for yeah. sure. And you know that generally they stick to a New England style IPA type beer. So them producing a stout is very interesting. They've done stouts before, and they usually do real big, massive stouts yes. similar to this. Yes. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to tasting this beer. I think it's going to be amazing, hopefully. I'm assuming that's even because this is a narrow glass. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so yeah, Steve's pouring him right now, and then we're going to give him a shot. I'm excited to try the Tahitian and Madagascar bourbon vanilla. Yeah. So they went so far as to get two different kinds of bourbon vanillas. Two different vanillas? I know Madagascar is in Africa. Where's Tahiti? 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 Is that Tahiti? Right? Where is that? Is it Tahiti? I don't know. I would assume so. I know there's also Tahitian treat, another beverage. Yeah, that's of a, the a very fruit sugary punch persuasion. Fruit punch. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is going to taste at all like uh, Tahitian treat. There's Tahiti and oh my Tahini. Goodness, this smells like caramel. It's an island in French Polynesia. Okay, so that's interesting. This smells like straight caramel and a little bit of bourbon. Really? Get a whiff. It's not at all what I was expecting. Ooh, that smells really good. I'm getting bourbon, a little bit of alcohol, and caramel. That smells Mainly delicious. caramel. That smells delicious. I don't, I've never had a stop that smells like this before. As some people say, delicious. Delicious. Who Let me the... see where this island is. I'm zooming out on Google Maps right now because I want to see. Polynesian what is Island Twist. By Hawaii, I would assume? Yeah, by Hawaii. That's the Polynesian Islands, right? It's to the east of Australia and to the west of Chile. All right. That's where Tahiti is. So I would assume that's where the vanilla is from. I would assume so, too. But anyway, thank you for joining us for our 100th episode. I did look on Untapped, and it does say Weller Special Reserve Bourbon Barrels. Okay. And the Costa Rican coffee is from Crema. Okay. So local Nashville there. Gotcha. I'm excited to try this one. I think it's going to be delicious. Delicious. <laughs> so on this 100th episode, let's say what we always say on American Brews and Tunes. And you can, of course, join in with us. If may- maybe you're having a beer right now, maybe you're having this exact beer right now. That'd be pretty amazing. I would be generally surprised. Like, yeah. Very genuinely surprised. But as we always say on American Brews and Tunes... Down the delicious hatch. Down the 100 episode hatch. Oh, this is a blast of sweet up front, then booze, then caramel. What? And vanilla. Whoa. I need to take exactly 10 seconds to process this. (laughs) I was telling you what I was experiencing live there. Yeah, it was just like a blast of sweet, which I couldn't really wow. tell what it was. What it was, then I got this boozy taste, and then it was ca- like straight caramel and vanilla. Jeez, this is a crazy beer. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I got much coffee, but I I have to go back in because I'm getting I'm getting a little bit of coffee on the aftertaste, maybe. Yep, 
Yeah, on the uh, on the aftertaste, on the the back end of the mouth feel. There was um, a lot in that sip. Yeah, I'm getting a ton of vanilla, a ton of maltiness, a ton of caramel. a ton of caramel, and then just like enough of the coffee flavor to almost taste like if you were having like a uh, a caramel ice brew coffee or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's so creamy, so not overpoweringly sweet. Like they balance the malts and the uh, uh, like the grains really well with the sweetness. Uh, this is just a fantastic beer. It's intense and delicious and smooth. Um, the sky's really the limit for this beer. I want to go back in and see if I can taste uh, some of these bourbon notes. I am excited because when it comes to bourbon, weeded bourbons are my favorite. Uh, Maker's Mark and Weller are, are up there for me. Yeah. Um yeah, oh my I'm, I'm gosh. gonna. I'm definitely gonna have to look for the bourbon flavor a little bit more. It's Let's in there. Try to taste the bourbon flavor. It's in there. More. When you get the, there is a slight alcohol flavor in the middle that you'll taste, and I think it's in there. Wow, it really has a flavor journey with this one. Yeah, I can definitely taste the the slight uh, whiskiness. Yeah, this or is, the bourbonness. This is good. It really is. My I really goodness. Really like this. Um, I think this one may change as it warms up. I think it definitely will. If it does, we will let you know. Otherwise, uh, let's dive in. Yeah, do you just want to like switch off? Yeah, let's switch off. But right. I do want to say I've got two predictions for what I think you're going to pick. Okay. I know you'd already mentioned pears, so I'm not going to guess that one. Okay. I'm assuming that's already on the list. Okay. I'm going to guess Propagandy Supporting Cast, and I'm going to guess Flatliners Inviting Light. Okay. Obviously, don't tell me. I won't tell you. But we'll find out. Um, I will guess Radiohead. Which album? I've reviewed Okay, two. Computer. That's one. And? And I will guess The Decemberists. What a beautiful world, what a terrible world. That's two guesses. All right. That's two. Well, let's see if uh, those are up there. Okay, let's do it. I do have mine in order. Jesse's okay. are a little bit more random, but you can. I I don't, but I'll I'll put it in. I, I will put it in order though. Okay, so I'll do let, that. Let's start with number five then. I'll go first. All right, go for it. The shins shoots too narrow. All right, yeah. Oh, I should have guessed that. I should have known. Yeah. Because we after I've re- recommended that, like you have listened to almost all their catalog, right? I think there's Except only the, Except the Inverted World. O- o- no, I've inverted. listened to that one. That's the first one, right? Have, uh, yeah. Have you listened to Wincing the Night Away? I've, I've listened to that one like once. I need to listen to it That more. one is slower and a little bit more difficult to get into. Yeah. So I've listened to... I technically have listened to them all. I just haven't listened to that one much. Which uh, which episode was that? That was one of the that first ones. That was episode two. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. Dang, episode two. So that was technically the first recommendation because our first episode was reviewing Frank Turner's... Um, Positive songs for negative for negative people. people yep. So this was the first album that you had recommended for me. Um, this was my first experience with the Shins in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I had heard the name the Shins and I thought they were a foo foo hipster band. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they kind of are. <laughs> they, 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 they kind of are, but I wasn't expecting this. Uh, when Kissing the Lipless comes in, oh yeah, um, it really threw me off. And for the longest time, I called this album Kissing the, Lis- the Lipless. <laughs> yes, you did. I believe in that episode, you multiple times. Called the, the album Kissing the Lipless. The Shins album Kissing Lipless. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. yeah. Uh, but uh, that song really surprised me, and the rest of the album did too. Uh, was that back in the day when we were in the garage recording on the one blue microphone? Mm, yep, that was the garage. Yeah, that's so funny. Actually, this one I think we just recorded at the kitchen table. 
Oh, really? Yeah, we tried it out. The audio is not the best on this one. Yeah. I actually went back and listened to, like, clips Mm -hmm. of, like, the first few episodes today. It's noticeable. And it's really funny how, like, the first episode, the second episode, we recorded them in the garage on one microphone. You can hear the echoes of the garage. You can definitely hear the echoes. Like, our voices sound distant. A lot of the times, yeah. but it's it's uh we've got two it's microphones. Funny. Yeah, it's funny how in a hundred episodes we made a lot of changes yeah. in terms of that and the format of the of the podcast as well. But this album really kind of showed me what James Mercer can do because he pretty much is yeah. the Shins. Yeah, for sure. Because um, the members of the Shins are always kind of rotating. Yeah, or they're not technically a band. Like they just kind of all come together to record the album. Yeah, pretty much. And then and James then Mercer has, puts the band together to tour. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this this is great. I still listen to it, and Saint Simon yeah. is probably my favorite Shin song. Yeah, you got that ooh moment. So good. Just makes me want to murder somebody with kindness. With kindness, with love. Yeah. What would be your Number five. All right. My number five is Jawbreaker. Oh. Uh, which was from episode 38. Yeah. The album Dear You. The album Dear You, yeah. Um, I haven't listened to any more of like their albums or their earlier stuff. But the reason that this one stuck with me so much is because so many bands that I do listen to have been influenced by Jawbreaker. Yep. And like referenced Jawbreaker as a huge influence yeah. on them. So, like, to hear the album that, like, made them Jawbreaker, mm-hmm. you know, or, like, that so many people reference has, has really stuck with me there's in one, general. There's one other Jawbreaker album I might recommend at some point that okay. also has some, um, like, you know the, uh, the, the I can't, um, what's the punk song? One, two, three, four, who's punk, what's the, the score? score? Yeah. Uh, the album that that's from... Um, is one I might recommend, but right. Dear You, I think, is my, it's definitely my favorite. Yeah, it's just, it's such a, just a fantastic, just well-written, cohesive album. Mm-hmm. That And so that, that's the reason why that's definitely one of the albums that has stuck with me, because I think it's definitely influenced me in certain ways as well. Yeah, I can see that. So. Yeah, good song. Good album. Good album, for and sure. My number four is The Decemberists. Hazards of Love. Oh, <laughs> I was going to guess that as well, but That's, then I was like, I don't know. I do really enjoy What a Beautiful World, What a, what a Terrible, terrible world. world. Yeah. Um, but Hazards of Love, I like more. Yeah. Um, this is from episode five, so it's another early another one. Another very early one. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, before this, I had next to no experience with the Decemberists. I only knew Sons and Daughters from The Office when Dwight's family <laughs> yeah. played it yeah. on the, yeah. the, the porch. It's so random. Um. And so I thought they were like this folky, folk folk band, like just yeah. folk all around. Yep. Acoustic guitars, and this album took me by surprise because there's some heavy guitars. Yeah. Um, and some rock and some operatic elements, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a concept album, also. Yeah. Um. It was a weird one. Like, it's definitely strange. It's strange, and there's not really many songs in here that hold their own, other than maybe no, like the rake. They're song. not. They're not supposed to. Yeah. But I mean, I think the Rake song was maybe the only... It's the only one maybe you single? can listen to out of context and still... And still, like, rock to it. Yeah. But I love listening to this album front to back. And it's yeah. a, a fantastic way to kill an hour. Yeah. 
I um, used to do that on car rides. This is a good on long road car trip rides. Yeah. Album. I used or to just, if you're going so, on a long run, this is a great one. The story's yeah. awesome. The the music's good. It's it's. I think it's very well written. Um, I just really enjoy this one, and I, I I go back to this more than I go back to what a beautiful world, what a terrible world. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Great album though. I've it's actually been a long time since I've listened to, to that album. Maybe it's time to come back. Maybe it is. Um. So for my number four, I'm gonna say. Alkaline Trio, Crimson. Oh, that's a surprise. I had never listened to Alkaline Trio before. Um, this was episode 52. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I put them on this list is, I guess, just because of how much I enjoy not only Matt Skiba's writing style, mm-hmm. but uh, Dan Adrino's writing style as well. Yeah. And they, compl- they complement each other very well. Yeah. Like the whole... Uh, yeah, just the entire way they compose an album, the entire way they uh, write songs, the melodies that they write, the difference in their voices. I just think that they're, uh, in general, a, just a fantastic band. I agree. That everybody should listen to. Yeah, and this and is a good album. I've, I've definitely checked out their other albums. Uh, and I actually need to buy... Well, I don't need to, I don't need to buy the CDs, but I kind of want to. If you want to, that doesn't hurt. But yeah, the they they are uh, a band I really really want to see live now. Um, I kind of also gauge it on that, like bands that I want to see live now. Mm-hmm. Some of the bands on my list I have seen live. That's that's how since. I gauge it too. Is if if I've like went out and bought the record, or if I've gone to see them live. Yeah. Even though I've never seen any of these bands on this list live, <laughs> but I would. <laughs> We've had opportunities to see the Shins. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but we, we missed just it. Forgot twice until it, after it was over. <laughs> yeah, I uh, mean, I did the same thing with the Offspring. Whoops. All right, shall I move on to number three on my list? Yes. All right, number three is Arcade Fire. Arcade Fire. All right. The Suburbs. Oh, the Suburbs from okay. episode twenty-two. Not Neon Bible from episode three or four. That was a really early one. Yeah. yeah. I really like Neon Bible, um, and without the Suburbs, Neon Bible might have taken this place yeah uh, but i didn't want to put two from the same band yeah um i think all around this has better production better songwriting um maybe even more thought than neon bible maybe not um but i th- i just think it's it like as an album it's it's way more, it's like more cohesive way as, more as cohesive yeah yeah um i don't think there's any songs that are skippers like i might skip a couple songs here and there on neon bible mm-hmm um, I wouldn't skip anything on the suburbs. Yeah, and I have not bought Neon Bible on vinyl. I have bought the suburbs. Though. Oh, okay, and it sounds really, really good on vinyl. Does it? Yeah, it's it's just a fantastic album. Um, it really is. And again, before even before Neon Bible, I had no experience with Arcade Fire. Yeah, I thought like the Shins, they were a foo foo hipster band, <laughs> and they kind of <laughs> did. Are... You even did you even know who Arcade Fire was before? I knew who that heard who they were. Yes. Yeah, probably from uh, Where the Wild Things Are. I knew that song, yep, from yeah. the, the the trailer for that. Um, I, you had talked about them before, and there's a Arcade Fire shirt in the office. Oh, okay. When gotcha. the baby, when they're christening the baby, and she like poops in the the dress, or pees oh. on the dress. Do you remember when they're christening their baby, Jim you're and Pam? About, oh, you're talking about the office. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Jim's like, yes. oh no. And Jim has to go change her. It's an adult size Arcade Fire shirt yeah. <laughs> that he brings her back into the church with. Yeah, it's like blue or whatever. So random. Yes, I do remember that. But I really, really like The Suburbs. Yeah. Great album. Fantastic album. Uh, my number three 
is Bad Religion. Which one? From... I'm going to guess No Control. You got it. <sighs> that was a tough one. Episode 7. That's a great one. Um, for me, uh, Bad Religion is a completely separate type, like almost a completely separate type of punk rock. You know, like you have, like you have no effects, you have um, like the Clash, you have Rancid, mm-hmm. and then you have like in this almost like outlier situation, Bad Religion, where like they're pretty much always like the same, like always really fast, mm-hmm. and the way uh, Greg Graffin sings and the way that they write melodies and the content of their song songs are always very similar. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was not privy to that type of punk rock before uh, you recommend you recommended it to me. At first, it was kind of difficult to get into. A lot of it sounds okay, it all sounds the same. Yeah, because I was to like, I was like, man, like all these songs kind of sound similar, and I'm not the biggest fan of it. But then, as I kept listening to it, I was like, oh, these songs are just so good. Yep, and just so catchy. And like, and then we saw them live as well, and which was so awesome. good live. They were yeah, it was so such tight. a good show live. That was at. Uh, Cannery, right? Cannery, yeah. Yeah. So that is my number three, uh, just because um, I've seen them live, or I've like really wanted to see them live, and then we actually did, or I did see them live. You you have before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've gone out and checked out their other albums as well, especially their, their newest one. Oh, it's so good. It's amazing. So that's one of the bands that I'll, uh, I'll always continue to listen to. Yeah. Makes sense. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my number two is Frightened Rabbit. Oh. Taming okay. of a Panic Attack. Okay, yeah. This was from episode 77, obviously okay. because it was a repeating one. Yep. Um, the second album I reviewed from Frightened Rabbit. The first one was Winter of Mixed Drinks. Yeah, and I really liked Winter of Mixed Drinks, but not as much at first. Yeah. Um, even on, if you go back and re-listen to the episode, I wasn't that huge a fan of, of his voice. Yeah. Um, but I, I continued to listen to it after we'd done that episode. Um, and then Scott Hutchinson, Rest of Soul, passed away. Yeah. Um, so I really kind of dived in after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't really listen to too much of their other things, but I kept going back to Winter Mixed Drinks until you recommended Painting of a Panic Attack. Yes. Um, and I think this, as a whole, holds up better than Winter Mixed Drinks. Mm. Um, Scott Hutchinson's death really kind of put a different context to a lot of the music. Not, not, of, not that was intended, but... Uh, yeah, it, it definitely... It, it puts an unwanted context onto most of his music. Yeah. It, it or pretty really much all of it. Kind of puts a shadow over a lot of the things he sings, sings about. Yeah. Because um, there's, there's a lot of sad stuff on this album. Also, a lot of positivity, strangely, mm-hmm. um, that you yeah, might not he's expect. A, yeah, it's always really interesting listening to uh, songs on that album, like, I Still Want to Be Here. Yeah. And, uh, like, the title track painting of a panic attack mm-hmm. you know like there's there's an underlying current of positivity in in a lot of his songs or a yeah. current a, an a underlying current of like hopefulness yeah you know? but they're they're just a really great band i've gone back and listened to i haven't listened to all their albums but i've checked out a bunch of their other ones like the midnight organ fight mm-hmm. um and what was the one that has uh the, was gra- it, the graze the wood pile oh yeah uh pedestrian, pedestrian pedestrian verse yes uh, that one's pretty good but uh this one's just such a great album. Yeah. Um, I, my, my favorite song about still is I Wish I Was Sober. Mm-hmm. That's um, a great song. Great song. Gets me every time, but uh, fan, fantastic. Absolutely. I wish that I was sober. 
they're the mm. better version of we were promised jetpacks. <laughs> I would, <laughs> the I would two have Scottish to, bands that exist. To, yeah, I would have to agree with you. Um, but no, no, we were promised jetpacks is good is good also. But yeah, he's um, just different. Very different bands. That band, uh, just their writing style and Scott Hutchinson's melodic composition and yeah. and his lyrics. Just, yeah, his lyrics are just so fantastic. Yeah, great album. What's your yeah. number two? My number two is Pears. Green Star. Great album. Episode 24. Uh, I wasn't sure that you were going to like this one. I was kind of throwing it out there. But yeah, yeah, I know. I remember after you recommended it to me, you had said, I don't know if you'll like it. Uh, mainly because I think your reasoning was that he like screams. Screams, and it was heavier. And it was I a think, little bit heavier than yeah, I was used like to. Post-hardcore like post-hardcore pop with that pop sensibility i guess yeah so i wasn't sure what you were gonna think of it yeah um the fact that uh the way that uh zach quinn writes songs with pairs mm-hmm. um the fact that he has like the really hard gruff screaming and juxtaposed with the really melodic they, they like vocal parts melodic, yeah yeah just it works so well together it does and their their song his songwriting style with them the quickness of like the drums and the heaviness of the guitars and just Shift, shifting time signatures from time to time or just yeah. changing it's like speed in general it's not too far in one direction mm-hmm. you know cuz you know how like there are some bands that are just like this we're going to change the time signature 200 times during this song it'll be 4 4 10 4 like yeah. you know like they're changing it way too much like they do it just enough and they have just enough like screaming just enough uh, melodic singing yeah. in their songs to make them just super catchy mm-hmm. and fantastic. I always think I always like to think of it as like a metaphor that they just pepper in enough melody to like so that every time you come upon like an awesome melody, it's like a treat. You're like oh yeah, yeah, and then back to the yeah, craziness. It's like it's like a relief for your ears. Yeah, in a way. So you're not just it's not just like one dimensional. You're not listening to one thing the entire time. You're uh, you know you get a little a break here and then. Yeah. And his regular singing voice is fantastic. It is. It really is. And we have seen them live. We have. Yeah, we saw them at up, the end. They hold up very well live. They They're do. Good. It was such high energy. Yeah. And For their, that tiny, uh, tiny crowd. <laughs> the bassist was really funny, too. Remember when they were like, do some impressions. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he was like, did he do an impression of a... Uh, it was a terrible impression. Like, it, was it was just like a really dumb impression. It was a very dumb one. Was it, it was a funny. Batman? I can't remember what like, it was. He an impression of Batman, and he was like... Hey, I'm Batman. <laughs> Something really it was, it was like stupid, but it was so funny. But yeah, it was really goofy. And then, then we, since it's at a small venue, we hung out with them a little yeah. bit afterwards. Yeah. Great, great band though. Great yeah. album. Fantastic band. Before I get to my number one, I do have two honorable mentions. I don't know okay. if you had any ones that were almost major list. I did not, but. Um, the, the two that I picked were Catfish and the Bottleman Balcony from episode 19. Oh. I really like that one. I still huh. come back to it. Interesting. Um, But I almost don't have as much of a desire to like dive into their other stuff like i've I've listened to a couple things here and there but i i don't know if i want to dive into another record yeah i probably i I might eventually but let me try to guess your other honorable mention i don't think you will really but see if you can guess hmm you don't think i'll guess it i don't think so okay i'm gonna go with vampire weekend David Bowie, Blackstar. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Episode 26. Um, very different yeah. than Super Vampire Weekend. Different. Yeah. Super different album. And even even for him, a constantly changing artist, 
persona wise, music wise. Like he just changed every single year, every single decade. And the intentionality that was written into this album is just absurd. Very, very cool. Yeah, it's so, so good. Like the the weird free jazz. uh, Yeah, the intentionality of like being influenced by rappers like Kendrick Lamar and yeah he said they listened to, to Pimp a Butterfly when they were doing that yeah and he was just like and the context wow. that he knew he was dying yeah it's just it's that album has just always been super intense in a weird way mm-hmm. because he wrote it yeah. and recorded it when he knew that he was going to die so it's just it's just super interesting to li- really out, dig into the lyrics and, and he died two days later yeah it's it's super interesting those are my honorable mentions. I'm about okay. to reveal number one. Number one. Radiohead my. OK Computer. Yeah, I got it right. From episode seven. <laughs> um, before you had me listen to this, I only knew the song Creep. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's the, the one, one of the few songs that everyone knows. Very different than Creep. Very different. So knowing Creep, I was like, it's going to be a grungy record because Creep's kind of grungy and mm-hmm. it, good, but... Like not something that I you were you was were like wanting at the time. Eh, I'll probably like it, but it's not going to be anything too crazy. Yeah, as soon as Airbag kicked in with the the jingle bells and that guitar line and the, yeah. the loop drums, I was like, "This is not creep <laughs> at <laughs> nope. all." And in fact, I, I I knew that it wasn't going to sound like creep because I'd seen one of those top songs of the '90s, yeah, countdowns like on VH1, and Creep was on there, and they're like, "Radiohead hates this song, and it sounds nothing like the rest of their stuff." Blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah. Um, so I always had that in the back of my mind, but I hadn't listened to anything until this. Yeah. Um, and so I had no clue what was to come, but I, from front to back, I like the album immediately on the first mm-hmm. listen, which rarely happens for me. I, I typically have to listen several times before I like something. Yeah. Um, so this this kind of opened my willingness to, to listen to things that I wasn't sure about. I suppose, yeah, I this think. is episode seven. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah, um, it definitely opened up my my view on Radiohead. I was yeah. like, oh, I should check out some more of their stuff. Yeah. Um, since then, other than uh, Moonshape Pool, I have listened to every single Radiohead album mm-hmm. and liked them all. Pablo yeah. Honey is okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but every other album, after the uh, including and after the Benz, is fantastic. Yeah. Um, every song I think on here is unique and great. Like, there's no two songs that have the same sound or same feel. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like happy songs, there's rock songs, there's songs that will be like the most depressing thing you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. Exit music from a, from a film. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paranoid Android is probably their magnum opus. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I saw them live and they didn't play this, I'd be disappointed. It would be To a degree. Surprising. Yeah. Well, I've heard that they don't normally play their big songs. I think they would play this one though. Probably. But you never know. I would still enjoy it, but yeah, it wouldn't be the same. For um, sure. But this is a great album. Um, and the reason I picked this over the Benz, other than the fact that I like it better, is I think it shows the shift for them. Because yeah. they they changed so much from the band that they were. 100%. Yeah. And this is the album where they, they started to really show that they were different. Obviously, on the next album, um, Kid A, yeah. That's when they really threw out the playbook. <laughs> really threw a wrench in what they were doing. Uh, but this challenged some people on OK Computer with throwing in some some new things. Yeah. Some I mean, vibes. Like for me, when I first heard that album, it was in college. So it was after 2010. So it's almost 13 years or 14 years after the album came out. Mm-hmm. And whenever I heard it, I was like, holy crap. Like this album could have come out today. 
like this year in like 2013. I listened to this one in 2017, 20 years after it came out. Yeah, came out in 97. And I was, whenever I heard it, I was like, they were so ahead of their time. Yeah, it really holds up. Like in terms of composition, in terms of complexity of songs, like even themes. Yeah, 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 themes as well. Because they talk about like androids and they talk about like AI and stuff like that. Yeah, that song is just crazy. (laughs) And so, like, for me, whenever I heard that song, like, it sold me on radio, or not song, but album. Yeah. It sold me on Radiohead, like, as a band, because they're constantly changing and constantly challenging themselves. Yeah. And I mean, some of the members even write film score films. Johnny Greenwood. Scores for films. He's written a ton of Paul Thomas Anderson stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. They're just a band that doesn't ever phone it in, I think. Yeah. They write things that are new different and and exciting yeah and that's what this album is for sure uh i love their radiohead's probably one of my favorite bands now yeah they're 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 no they're no blink 182 (laughs) (laughs) they're like a close a close 10th or yeah in my opinion i think second people who listen to music seriously not that i don't um i've gen i genuinely do but people who are a bit more snobs would yeah would turn their nose up to me at saying Blink-182 is way better than Radiohead. Yeah, for sure. But I am a nostalgic-fueled idiot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you, you just know what you like. I know what I like, and I'm loyal. Yeah. To a degree. But I completely agree with that being your first one. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's great. I think it makes a lot of sense. I love Radiohead now. Yes. In uh, fact, when I was cutting the grass today, well, I listened to um, a bunch of things, but uh, yeah. I listened to um, In Rainbows and hail Gosh. to the thief i love in rainbows yeah so I, I think that might be my favorite it might be mine also it might be my favorite album we'll do one off on that eventually yeah it's, it's just so good it really is um but anyway my number one album and you guessed it right steve but which one the flatliners I, I, okay flatliners inviting light i knew you loved that album yeah um I'm the reason there was no propaganda though yeah I guess I'll make them my honorable mention. Fair enough. Yeah. But I'll say our one-off episode of Victory Lap instead of the... uh, Supporting cast? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, um, the reason that I chose Flatliners, uh, which, by the way, was episode 74, um, the album Inviting Light, is because when I heard that, I literally listened to that album over and over again for at least two months or three months. When I got... When I bought that uh, on CD, I had that in my car for months on end. So I was yeah. I was in the same. I loved it. It was just, it's so good. Yeah. It's just like in terms of cohesiveness of an album, uh, the composition of each song, mm-hmm. like the drums being consistent throughout, the melody lines being, you know, not all the same type of thing, being uh, diverse enough to make them consistent, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, every album belo- or every song belongs in an album yeah. but stands on its own yeah exactly and if you're familiar with the flatliners especially with their earlier stuff when they were a like a, a beer soaked ska punk band that where yeah. every song was breakneck speeds yeah um and his voice was snotty yeah this is a 180 yeah then you have these songs on inviting light where on one song he starts off on the major seventh of mm-hmm. the key that they're singing in Long and far. Yeah, it's just like answer. I think they listen to some Foo Fighters. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this. it's like it's more rock and roll, less punk. Yeah, right. But it's still there's, it's just there's definitely punk in, influence in there. The songs are 
so just good. like just so good like as close to perfect as you can get yeah for like an entire cohesive album this is in my opinion absolutely my favorite album that they've they've done yeah um, i think you would really like the album before this i will recommend it at some point so Which don't listen is... to it it's dead language okay i have not listened to that yeah. i have listened to cavalcade yeah. that's a very good one too yeah um but yeah that's that's the main reason why i chose that or chose the flatliners mm-hmm. is because is because just how much i loved the album yeah and like how much it stuck with me, and that's that's a sign of a, a good album. Like that's I always say, if I had to choose like ten albums to bring on a road trip, I would definitely bring this one. I would definitely it, pick it would, OK Computer. It would be one of the first ones that I choose for sure. I would also pick Hazards of Love, <laughs> road trip style, dude. It, it's hour. meant for a road trip. It is because you, you have is. to hear the story front to back. Otherwise, yeah, what's you, the point? You have to not talk during it and yeah. pay attention because they do tell a story throughout yeah. the entire album. Uh, but any of this, any of the albums on my top five. Um, I would bring on a road trip. Yeah, for sure. Same here. Yeah. And they Same would be, here. These would be um, albums number six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. The, um, right. the first five would probably be Blink albums. <laughs> just, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, well, I think uh, before we finish the beer, looking forward to the next episode. Do we want to do a one-off on the next I know, episode? Yeah. I know we have some recommendations as well that we're eventually going to get to. Uh, but I think for the next episode, we'll do a one-off. Yeah. Any any uh, thoughts on what you think we should review? I've got an idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, at first, I was thinking maybe the new Pairs album. Yes. But we could do... We could do their side project, at least Zach Quinn's side project with Brian Wallstrom, Band-Aid mm-hmm. Brigade. That's a fantastic idea. That album came out this year. Yes. Um, and it's fantastic. So, yeah, why don't we recommend that? All right. Band Aid Brigade's album, um, I think it's called I'm Separate. Yes. I believe you are correct. I am separate, right? Yes, it is called I'm Separate. I just had to check real quick. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's a good good idea. Yeah. Let's do that. It's a really unique, fun album. Yes. Um, What do you think about this beer as it warms up? It has just gotten. I think it's opened intense. up a little bit flavor-wise. It's gotten more and more intense. The flavors are. It's still like so caramel heavy. I think that's the the one thing that I get more than any other flavor, in a good way though. I'm not complaining. I love that. You know how a lot of the times in big stouts, you get like a really marshmallowy feel. In terms of the creaminess. Yes. I'm not getting marshmallow here. I, get, I think I get a little in terms of creaminess, though. Oh, not creaminess, flavor. Maybe that's the vanilla. It's I think I'm getting. The I think I'm getting the vanilla, and yeah. it almost makes it feel like a coffee creamer. If they had added lactose, they added milk sugar to this, though. So yeah. maybe that that adds a slight creaminess, but maybe not as as marshmallow as you would. Say. Yeah. But overall, though, bearded iris, ten out of ten. Yeah, and I think it hides the booze. It hides the booze so well. I mean, you can tell it's not 4%, but it does not taste like 10% it at is, all. It is insanely well-balanced. Yeah. It's a very good like, beer. Like, you get... There's not one dominant flavor. I mean, like, if I did have to choose one, it definitely would be caramel. Same. But, but I'm getting, it's not, I'm getting a like... Ten. It's not so dominant that it's separate. Yeah, like, my aftertaste right now is like a burnt caramel. I think because the coffee... Yeah, it's like the coffee, caramel, a little bit of vanilla. little bourbon. A little bit of bourbon. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really interesting. It's really tasty. And we do have one more bottle that's related to this one. It's the Counting Sheep 2. Yes. And it has some kind of maple edition. So I don't mm. know when we'll have that. Another special episode. It'll be sometime, though. It'll be sometime. 
And yeah. uh, maybe that'll be good too. Who knows? I'm sure it'll be good. So do you want to finish this beer and then sign off? Yeah. Um, before we do, though, if you want to reach out to us, give a, uh, what, what you call it, a, uh, a recommendation Recom- for yeah. an album. Because we, we do. Hi. We do uh, recommendations from people who listen. Yeah. We've got uh, our friend Bobbert has recommended some albums that we're going to be reviewing yep. shortly. And here. Uh, Jose, or above, who actually made our logo. Oh, yeah. Has also recommended an album, so we'll have to. Uh, we definitely, some recommendations to we get definitely through. have some one-ups, one-offs lined up. Yeah. If you um, want to be part of that elite club who's recommended albums, it's not so elite because anyone can be a part. <laughs> <laughs> Forget the elitists. All you have to do is just message us on Instagram or Twitter or, or Facebook. Well, do Instagram though. That's what we check the most. Or at least yeah. I check that the most. But we, if, if you don't have it, if you don't have Instagram, you can go on Twitter, Facebook, yep. or. If you really want to, you can send us an email at americanbruisingtunes at gmail.com. Just reach out. Say yep. hi. So before we finish this beer, uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah, It's been 100 um, very good episodes. It has been. 100 episodes. It's pretty insane. Yeah. Uh, and what say you to 100 more? I say... Yeah. Shit. Oh. <laughs> I say... <laughs> Shit. 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 I was trying to set it up. <laughs> Down the 100 hatch. Mm. Man, man, I wish I had some. I think it was a one bottle limit per person, but I wish I had a hundred bottles of these. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> one for each episode. Um, but seriously, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, we appreciate all you guys. My uh, name is Stephen Johnston, and my name is Jesse Titus, and this is American, American Brews and Two. That was improvised, everyone. <laughs> Yahoo! Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American brews and tunes. Shibbity beam a